All right. Well, this is the Living Brightly podcast with Elaine Cross, and I have some special guests with me today, Madison and Adam. And we are going to talk about money. God wants us to be aware of what we do with our money. It's a tool that he provides for us to bless other people, and we'll get started. I'm Adam Leffler. I'm an engineer. Madison is my wife. Yep, we've been married 10 years, uh, dating for like seven years prior to that. So about 17 years together. Um, No, I'm also an engineer. Um, I do systems engineering. I was not very responsible with money. Just because you put in a lot of the, the good work to make the money, that doesn't mean that you're a good steward of that money. I do appreciate, even when we started out, it was a livable salary. Right. But I can remember getting those first paychecks and thinking, great, now we can actually afford to buy stuff and do stuff. And like, I'm sick of being a broke college student. And it's like, cool, now I can buy that video game system that we've always wanted. Are fairly immature. And I just remember like, we can buy a car. We can, you know, go on vacation. I do remember the um, habits that I had working minimum wage jobs I carried over when I had my uh, full engineering job. And that was when I had a good chunk of change, I would just blow it on something that I wanted. There was not really like a good thought. It was just like this urge of like, there's something in my pocket. I got to do something with it. There's no real reason for saving it because... <laughs> well, and I think that's true for a lot of people. I don't think becoming responsible with money just happens. Right. Some people are can be in two categories, right? Savers and spenders. I was much mm-hmm. more of a spender at the beginning. I think this is something you can learn when you're young. Yes. I think that's as a skill and a mindset and a habit that you mm-hmm. can form and learn while you're young. So I don't think that just being young automatically means that you're irresponsible or a bad steward of money. I think that most of us just haven't had great education or great examples in that area to try to figure out how to handle money. So we're like, well, I guess we just figure it out too. I guess, you know, you just check your balance and make sure it's not going negative and I guess you're doing all right. (laughs) Right. I think that's when reality set in for us. Yeah, that's that when we like, realized oh. we couldn't afford anything. Yeah, it's a, it's a, oh, we have, we have money, but oh, we owe money. We don't we don't really have any money. Like most of our paychecks were going was, to yeah. these loans. It was higher than a mortgage. We didn't even have a concept of emergency situations. Right. Bills are pouring in. Reality is kind of hit. It was rough because we didn't have any buffer and we didn't even know what a buffer was but we know we didn't have it (laughs) (laughs) right so So there was a changed so there was a lot of strain on our marriage because i didn't also have that other income coming in to help and the majority of the loans came from me right you know it was a lot of news and then there was also this pressure of you know almost you know his whole salary is going towards loans and, you know, the apartment. Yeah, I'll admit I wasn't very gracious the first year. But that's where it started. But yeah, it did take us a while to find that. 
it wasn't working. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, panic mode set in where it was like we were more negative sometimes than positive. And, and then we said, okay, something, something's got to change. We were two engineers living paycheck to paycheck, and it seemed like something was just off. Like, you shouldn't but have some, a problem. But somehow, yeah, we're, we're not making it work, which, you know, everybody, you know, probably listening would be like slapping you up on, upside the head going, what are you doing? You're an idiot, you know? <laughs> like, And yet I think there's other people who make even more than you do who still live paycheck to paycheck. True. Well, because it's not about how much you make. It's about your decisions that you make right. and the behavior that you have and your mindset towards money. We have the right mindset. They can make it go way further. Can make it go way further and do really well for themselves. Is your money in charge of you or are you in charge of your money? Right. You know, my, my aunt used to always say, if you take care of your pennies, the dollars will take care of themselves. Hmm. And that's kind of what you're doing. You're, you're taking care of the pennies by, especially in this this growing developing stage of we're in crisis we're in this together and we need to get to a point where it's it's good and and we're kind of in charge of our money so you've made this transition you've decided we've got to get a handle on it you got your spreadsheet all laid out and you know things are looking kind of grim you started dave ramsey did you finish going through the cds and i think it did take us a while us it was like Crisis, crisis yeah. mode. It was like a field medic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the student loans at? So right now we have no debt except for the house. That's um, great. And the house we are estimating will have paid off in... Two years. Two years. That's awesome. So we've been married for 10, so... We've been at the house for... Nine. Nine. So, it, and we've, we had a original, what was it, 30 year, a traditional 30 year yes, mortgage. Sure. Yep. So we're looking at somewhere around. Cutting 20 11, years off of it. Yeah. 11 years. 11 years. That's awesome. Off. And that's the only outstanding um, debt that we have but, right now. Right. But what else have you done in that time? <laughs> so much. Um I mean, I mean, the biggest thing was getting that hundred thousand dollars of student debt paid off. Yeah. Sure, sure. And you know, again, we have been blessed with great jobs. Right. We've both been able to find work since I was able to find a job. I've been working. Right. You know, so we've had that double income, which helps. Sure. You know. Um, and we've had a couple of go uh, job changes, which has come with some salary increase. So our income has increased a little as well but most of it was getting a handle on our finances going through those steps you know and we decided that the way to pay off the loans for us anyways was not to consolidate but to pay off the smallest loan first and according to the uh, financial piece university <laughs> yeah. steps um paying off the smallest while we had um, interest rates that ranged from, I think it was like 3% all the way to 10%. Um, you know, it's always interesting to be like, ooh, 
pay off that 10, 10% one first because that's taking the most money out every month. But it also was one of the larger amounts. Harder to, harder to knock out. Harder to knock out. So right. so you knock out a small one, frees up more money one. to put on another right. one. Right. right. And, it, and it's motivating because you're like, oh, I'm actually making progress. If you were just beating your head against, you know, like a $50,000, 10% loan, not that, 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 not that that's what it that's was. That's what it was, <laughs> but that would be demotivating because you never will feel like you get there. Right. Yeah, so... Basically, per the steps, we ignored the interest rates when deciding which loans to focus on. So we took the smallest loan and we started making extra payment because. on the smallest loan as much as we could. Sure. We had to figure out what our income was versus our Dead. expenses. Right. Expenses, yeah. The, you know, the B word. Budget. 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 <laughs> How did that go when you first decided to start a budget? So I, I mean, that was a, a process. Of yeah, just trying to figure it out. I mean, there was there was a combination of we were excited and ready to have a budget, but but also reluctance to want to be. It's yeah, like have it, boundaries. It sounded like it was putting us under bondage i guess you know how like it, sure. it was something that was restricting us from doing what we normally do and because uh, you were putting yourself under restriction right yeah um, and growing up for me and to this day if i use the b word around my mom she goes what i don't know what that is that's that's not a that's not a thing like, there's no budget for the things that I want to do. So that's context for me growing up. So this was brand new territory for me. There was no no precedent, no right. No anything to follow. Um so anyway, that's kind of where my background was and my apprehension towards getting that started. Yeah, so you know the old school way of keeping a like a ledger, I guess, your, uh -huh. your checkbook. Yeah, and you, you write, actually write things down. You write down your your checks that you write and your actual like bank account totals. balance. <laughs> balance. <laughs> yes, seems so old school. I think I remember learning about that. I never followed it. Right, <laughs> right. Because well, I also had a debit card. What do you expect me to write my debit card stuff down on the ledger as well? Uh, yes. Actually, I do. <laughs> I was not. Says your bank account. I <laughs> was never going to remember. I was always going to miss things. And so that was just so hard to do. But we basically had to learn a version of that, right? Of seeing where every dollar went. Seeing every dollar that comes in and then seeing where every dollar went for right. the whole month. And that meant getting together, the two of us, and looking at the bank statement and adding it all up. Right. And looking at it month after month, oh, where's all the money going? Right. And some things you can get right away because they're monthly payments. You're right. like, okay, that's exactly what it's right. it we costs pay the rent. every month. It's this rent. every month. Right. Easy. Right. But then, you know, you got a lot of other things you got to add up. Sure. How, How much gas do we spend groceries. even for the car? Groceries. Right. 
Right. And we had no idea. Right. We didn't know how much we actually spent a month on those things. Sure. We just needed them. And so we got them. So you got them. Right. You know, (laughs) but now we were actually putting totals together. And over the months, you start to see kind of a trend. And, okay, we spend, you know, anywhere from this to this on groceries or, you know, about, you know, this average on gas. Um, And so we had to learn that. And it took several months of just sitting down every month together Right. Counting it up. Right. And seeing where it all went. You know, and eventually we were trying to make a plan. We're like, okay, well, we're going to plan based off of the things that we see that we're using it on or need to use, you know, this m- amount towards Chuckling these things. Because, because the whole idea of what I'm using it on and what I need are like two totally different ideas, right? I, yes. <laughs> what I'm using my money on and what I really need. That's where the budget rubber hits well, yeah, the road. When you, when you do a monthly end of the month like budget and you count up the cost of everything and you see that restaurants are over $200, oh, you're yeah. like, well, we, don't, we don't have $200 free to just be spending on restaurants. Well, what are we doing? And I don't feel like we ate out hardly at all. And right. <laughs> it, probably not. I mean, it adds up fast. Right. Faster so, than most people realize, I think. You know, then we had to put a number on it. I'm like, okay, well, we can afford like maybe $150 for restaurants max. Right. You know, and then we had to keep track of it. You know, yeah. and these are all just like, well, duh, that's how you would do it. But it's hard, like when you've never done it before to be diligent and transparent. I mean, at this point, it was going to be transparent because we were going to go over the budget together at the end of the month. And, and I think just, just having those cold heart facts. You know, doing your Excel spreadsheet and you look at, we spent that much at restaurants. And, you know, four of those nights we went to restaurants, we also went to the movies. And the movies aren't cheap, you know, and and so on and so forth. And then you finally realize, oh, I see where my money's going. And I like it. It's fun. But it's not necessarily really good to. Uh-huh. But when you're trying to scrape for any monthly money you can find to pay off this loan right you start to see okay well where can we pull money from and which things can't we well we can pull it from the rent we need somewhere to live right okay so you're priority one you know what's another priority well we have to eat we have to at least have groceries right you know but eating at home it doesn't even compare groceries not restaurants (laughs) because those are a privilege yes yeah. <laughs> I mean, and there, are, and, and, you know, and it depends, right? Like, if you have, you know, a day where you have commitments and, you know, and that leads into the evening and you have to, you know, make a plan for that dinner, you know, either decide on leftovers or if you're going to budget for one night of eating out, then you decide, like, that's, that's the need for that, right? You know, for that budget. There are times when things come up. Um, I don't know. Somebody's doing a birthday party or a retirement party and they're all meeting at this restaurant. It's like, okay, I kind of have to go to this. So I have to budget in some amount of money to go to this restaurant to be at this event, you know, or whatever. So yeah, you do have those odd things, which is why the more often you budget, the more often you talk about your budget, the more smooth the budgeting process is going to be. Let's take a break right here. Thank you for listening. 
If you're enjoying this podcast and find value in what you hear, all I ask is you turn that value into a number and go to elainecross.com and make a donation. I freely provide my time, talent, and treasure to publish it, but I need your help to continue to provide this for you. I know people need to hear this, so I won't set up a paywall or subscription level. I refuse to be beholden to advertising corporations that control the content. You are who I want to serve. So help produce the next episode to spark the light in someone else to push back against the chaos of darkness, one person at a time. Go to elainecross.com, that's E-L-A-Y-N-E, cross as in Jesus died on the cross, dot com, and make a donation. Then send a note to me at donation at elainecross.com. Let's continue. There's this shift happening. Right. You have a better handle on what your expenditures are every month. And Mm -hmm. I think for me, when we set the budget, it actually helped me understand what the end goal was. And that was, you know, telling your money what it was supposed to do. You're not you're not necessarily putting a restriction on what you're going to spend it on because you have full control over the prioritization of what you're going to spend it on. Sure. Um, but you're going to make sure it only goes but you're, where you're, it, you, you where say you it actually go. want it to count. Right. right. Um, and that leads to a lot of other conversations of what's the biggest priority next. Uh-huh. Right. Once you... Start getting a handle on, okay, we're paying off our student loans. We're not going negative. Um, we have a an established, at least a reasonable guess <laughs> as to what our groceries are, what our other expenditures are every month. Then that leads to, what are we doing now? What's the next thing? Um well, you for, get to have those fun conversations yeah. of, okay, I've budgeted $300 for entertainment. We've only used 150 That means we have $150 budgeted towards entertainment. What do you want to do with that? Do you want to put it towards one of these other things that we, we can save towards? Or do you want to use $150 on entertainment? And right. you can do that. Right. Because that's what that money was for. And right. You, you and can that's... make those decisions, and that gives you some freedom I think that was to not the, feel bad about using one hundred and fifty dollars yeah, on something right. that you would otherwise really worry about. Yeah, I think that was the light bulb moment for me. Was I don't have to feel guilty because I set the budget, or we set we set the budget. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm still thinking back. Right. You know, right. Yeah. Um, we set the budget to um tell it what what we wanted it to do and that means that this chunk of money is exactly for entertainment something that we want to do or this one's going to a restaurant okay well i don't have to worry that i'm impacting all of my monthly um payments and uh, commitments to do that thing and that for me was the like you know it's like a breath of fresh air. I can it, it really was, do oh, this and not can, feel bad about I it. I don't have to feel bad or about worry spending that it. I'm not going to make all these loan payments or all this whatever. Yeah, you think it's just about restriction. And it is a lot about restriction until you get a handle on it and you have, you know, you can 
It's uncomfortable to start. You can understand your monthly behavior and kind of adjust. But once you have a set kind of budget that you have worked out that works for you, you know, you don't want to like kill yourself and only eat rice and beans. Now you can. If you're in a financial crisis and you need to pace things off, you can do that. Right. You know, you eat those rice and you beans. You eat those <laughs> rice and beans. <laughs> right. But and you like it. <laughs> but that's with the intention that you're not eating rice and beans forever. You have a goal and right. you're doing that for a purpose to get out of that so that you can then go, you know, properly right. grocery well, yeah, shop. Because when you like when you've paid off that first student loan, whatever that hundred, two hundred dollars was that you were spending on that loan was now free to be reallocated however you want it. Now, you could roll it right into an, the next loan, which would be ideal because it pays it down faster. And you could pull $10 off of it or $15 off of it and say, you know what, we're going to do Taco Tuesday again because that was so fun. You know, we're going to do Taco Tuesday one, one Tuesday this month. We're getting tacos or we're getting wing night or whatever yeah. as a... Well, yeah, once you're, you have a handle on it, you get you're to decide. You're in full control. You get to decide where you allocate your money. You can decide how aggressive or <laughs> how lenient you want to be with paying off that debt. Uh, we we were just committed to trying to get it off as fast as possible. Well, sure, because so we were trying all to be aggressive. Interest money. I mean, right. they're, they're making all kinds of money off of you but just holding some, them. But there's something to be said with it being a really long process. Yeah. And occasionally you might want to take some of that extra money mm -hmm. that you're putting on the loan. And give yourself a little something. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you can make that decision. Right. Because you know how much you need, you know, for that minimum expenses. Right. You right. know, you can make that decision if you want to be less aggressive one month. Um, we we did not. We were aggressive with those extra payments. And I think Dave Ramsey calls it the snowball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we paid off the small one. Then use that payment to then allocate to the next largest one. So it was the new smallest one, right? right. Um, and that's how we ended up paying off $100,000 of student loans in two to three years. That's great. Yeah. And then when that was done, guess what? You have this huge snowball. Right. That we are not using for everyday expenses at all we have our everyday expenses accounted for already in our budget that we have now spent years normalizing sure. and this is our lifestyle that we're you know and we decided that we were comfortable enough with the lifestyle we were living within the budget that we had already created uh -huh. and we started to allocate that snowball to other things now we had this big chunk of snowball money that we could throw at the house Mm -hmm. We could throw it towards a vacation. We could throw it towards, you know, a new car. Right. And we would, you know, throw this snowball at these other priorities. And it made those things come to be much faster, too. Because, again, we had our set budget and our lifestyle was, for us, it was comfortable enough that, you know, we could now use that snowball money to prioritize other expenses or save up right. for cash large purchases that you normally wouldn't pay cash for or you know right that larger emergency fund right right the six-month emergency fund right right yeah that was the scary one 
the take six months of expenses. Uh-huh. Right. So not not income necessarily, but like expenses. Right. Everything you spend. All your bills, all your groceries, what you need to spend to survive for Correct. six months. Yeah. Not including that snowball money because that's right. technically or, surplus. Or necessarily but, play money, you know. Right. But your your expenses for six months and and save that aside. That was that was the big emergency fund. Mm-hmm. And that took us a long time as we had to. And that's come in handy a few times. Yeah. Or like we you know, had storm damage, and we had to replace a roof. Mm. How oh. do you do that? Right. We never took out a loan to pay for that roof. Right. Right. I mean, the insurance did handle some of it, but we actually ran into issues with them where yeah. they didn't pay. What they needed to. Right. Nearly enough. And then they actually left the state. They lost so much money they off of storm their, damage. Oh, wow. They lost <laughs> their shirts on all the so storm damage in they, the Yeah, area, they were not so. paying anymore, but we were able to handle the rest of it right calf right and 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 that's that is freedom yeah yeah that is that doesn't cut into anything we didn't have to add a monthly budget well yeah it's one thing to save up to buy a car or save up to do something but when something happens an emergency happens that's not that's not saving up that's not you know right that's how do we deal with this yeah to add a four hundred dollars a month pay you know payment for something that's not fun to buy like a roof Right. You know, that's not freedom. Well, and what comes to my <laughs> mind is um, septic systems. Uh, septic systems are about 30000 to 50000 or more. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a significant emergency fund right there. Right. And most people get hit. You know, the, the septic system fails. How do you pay for that? How do you fix that? How do you, you know, how do you recover from that? You know, I know people who take out a, a second mortgage on their home to pay to fix their septic system. Yeah. And can you imagine? Second mortgage or right. You know, borrowing against a house is like such a big no no. <laughs> it's just it it's it's just work. It's going backwards. It's going yeah, yeah it's going right. backwards. It's hardly ever worth it. But I mean if you I mean, it's gotta go somewhere, right? Yeah. yeah, I yeah. mean, if you're if, you get, if, if you're in a in, if you're in financial crisis, you know, you have no money anywhere to pull from. You'll you'll you know you'll do those desperate things, and right. then you'll have to figure out how to get out of it. Right. Right. You know, and that you know, and the that, budget, that's o- and that's okay too. People right. do find themselves in mm-hmm. those situations, but it doesn't mean that you can't get yourself out of it. There it, is a way to work on being independent. And if you have to finance something and and you know if you have your budget set you can figure out can we actually afford this as is or do we need to make adjustments in other um categories um and those categories took a long time to develop but i would think i would think um yeah ours changed for a while changed for a while but um the the main point is that if you have your budget you and those uh, emergencies come that you have no remaining cash for you at least have some idea of if you can make it or not right right and that was that's something else that is you, you can say oh well you know i need to make a small adjustment here or hey we can be we can go out a little bit less or um maybe just get some 
things that are only on sale at the grocery store, whatever it, it is, you can tighten the belt. You can make it work. Right. 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 But only if you know what those expenses are. Right. You need to know what those expenses are. You need to know what your budget is in general. Yeah. All right. This has been a great visit. Do you want to start or further develop a relationship with Jesus? Go to elainecross.com slash Jesus and download the free ebook, Connecting to Your True Power Source. It covers connecting with Jesus, choosing a Bible, how to pray, and finding a church home and more. Again, that's elainecross.com forward slash Jesus. And we'll be here next week. Thanks for joining us. Until next time.